MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us as we watch the Brewers and the Braves tied at four apiece. Some hockey as well. All the live lines now from Kelly. Man, we got a lot going on. Yeah, four apiece, top of the six. Brewers, Braves, live numbers for that game right now. Braves, minus 170. Brewers, plus 140. Uh, ten and a half your live total. That is shaded to the over. We've got some college football going on tonight. Appalachian State at the University of Louisiana. Correct, uh, Matt? Yes. Not Lafayette anymore. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. We call it. Not. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yes. Anyways, ooh la la. Up seven to three. Four minutes left to go in the first quarter. They are a one and a half point live favorite. Fifty eight and a half is your live total. Penguins and Lightning underway in Tampa. That is scoreless. 11 minutes left in the first period. Live numbers currently off the board. Five and a half total shaded to the under. All right, let's talk some baseball. Let's bring him in from Fangraphs, where he also hosts the Sleeper in the Bus podcast. And every night, I think every night, I'll say every night because it's it's mainly every night. It's Paul Sporer on twitch.tv slash Sporer where he plays video games and gets about, what do you, Kelly, every time you go on there, how many people you see watching Paul? Oh, play man, video there's games? like 70 people watching watching uh, Paul just, they just love him. playing games and talking baseball. They love, I love the guy. I He's love just him. the most likable guy in the world. There he is with his, <laughs> with his Royals hat. It's Paul Sporer. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. That's that's quite an intro. I don't know if I'm the most likable guy. I got plenty of people who would suggest otherwise. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming through. It's not quite every night. And, uh, I'm yeah. actually headed out of town for the Arizona Fall League this weekend, so I won't be going this weekend. But 
right after this uh, spot here, I'll be on Twitch. So after you finish watching Primetime Live, come through. There you go. Thank you, Paul. Well, you know, whatever. Primetime Action, Primetime Live. Primetime Action. Watch it live, though. Right. Here's the deal. Just look. If you're at the Arizona Fall, look for the tall guy with the mustache. And then the, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The tall guy with the mustache. And he'll be easy to find. Look for the guy built like Chris Dale. That's Paul. There you go. Paul, a four to four game. The uh, the Brewers went up on the Braves two to nothing. Braves tied them up. Mm-hmm. Went up four to two on a Rowdy Telez two run shot. Braves tied them up. And now we're going to the bottom of the six. So on the live line right here, because the Braves have the extra half inning here uh, in the middle of the six. The Braves are minus one seventy six to uh, to close out the Milwaukee Brewers. Make that minus one sixty nine, minus one sixty three. Changing before my eyes. Uh, but if it gets to the end of this inning and it's four to four. And the line becomes much more close to a coin flip. Who do you think has the bullpen advantage moving forward in this game? I, I think it's the Brewers at that point. You know, the extra half inning makes sense why they would have uh, the bigger number there right now. But yeah, if that gets neutralized with a three up, three down here, or just anything without scoring, then I do think it shifts back to. Milwaukee, because obviously they still have, they have the best single reliever in this series in Josh Hader. He has not gone yet. And I don't really trust the uh, Braves bullpen as a, as a whole. That was kind of my big issue with them. They keep fighting back though. So they're yeah. giving their bullpens, you know, a, an even keel here by tying it up. And that's, uh, that's going to really help them out. I, I, I thought that, uh, I thought Milwaukee's offense would be better. Obviously they played better today, but over the course of the series, Atlanta's pitching, combined with Milwaukee ineptitude offensively has been has been the whole story for sure. By the way, Brandon Woodruff throwing in the Brewers bullpen. It should be noted I like as well. It. I like it. Paul, we do have a 9.07 Eastern, 6.07 Pacific first pitch. The yeah, Giants and the Dodgers. Di Sclafani versus Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller coming in on short rest, a minus 190 favorite, plus 160 there. On the Giants, we start to look, and it doesn't matter that, you know, the Giants lineup looks like Tommy LaStella, Darren Ruff. Like, it doesn't matter who they put in the lineup. The guys just continue to go out and win games here. What do you think about Walker Bueller on short rest tonight? And uh, do you think this thing goes ahead and heads uh, heads into, uh, into another game? I think we do get a game five here, and it's less a uh, discounting of Bueller. I think he can be fine in short rest. I know the numbers are are pretty much a coin flip. There's nothing definitive about going on short rest. Uh, it's a case-by-case basis. You'll see some guys really step up. You'll see some guys be mediocre, and you'll see some guys flop. So I don't think there's too much to put on that. I know we put a lot of weight on it because it's a great talking point, but push come to shove, we can't really gain an edge one way or the other until maybe you start to see a guy do it uh, a handful of times. But then even even at that point, if he does it four or five times in his career, that's still a small sample. So bottom line, I think the Giants are the play here. That's too big of a number for a team this good. Uh, Desclafani got to keep the ball in the yard. This is the one team that got him. I think he had a bad outing in Coors, which you forgive anybody who does that. And then the Dodgers, those were the only times that he really got, got this year. So it's going to be a bit scary, understandably for the giants fans, as they kind of see where Desclafani settles here. But as you mentioned that no name lineup for the giants, don't, don't sweat the names. Look at the production and they've produced all year long. I think they can give Bueller uh, all, all, all he can handle there. So you faked me out there. So you like the giants at the number tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm a little nervous on Descofani, but I like the Giants at that number. I just think that's too good of a number 
for this team. I understand, you know, the the, the flaws of of this Bueller versus Descalfani. It's not throwing me off the the Giants, though. All right, you're welcome back anytime you'd like, Paul. Based on that, answer. let me ask you about the uh, we have the American League Championship Series set we up. Do. Uh, you and I, I think we speak for many, both very surprised that the Rays are gone. Um, the big moment in that series, the Rays Red Sox series was the, I want to say the 14th inning of Game 3 or the 13th inning, the ground rule double. That was the hand of God of Hunter Renfro where it bounced mm-hmm. back over the fence. Ground rule double prevented a Tampa, Bay's Ray run, a Tampa Bay Rays run from scoring, and the rest is history. They don't score. Red Sox end up winning it in the bottom half. They end up closing out the Rays in four. We know it's the Astros now who made quick work of the White Sox, and really we're not for giving up a four-run deficit, a four-run lead rather in game three. They sweep the White Sox. So it's mm-hmm. the Astros. It's the Red Sox. We don't have a series price as far as I know, guys. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe we have a series price yet on this. But the Astros will have home field. Where do you stand on the American League Championship Series? I mean, I, I think I'm just going to go down doubting them, I guess, because <laughs> this is starting to feel similar to the last time they made the World Series. What was that, 19 or 18? I get my years all jumbled. The pandemic year, I know people use that as an excuse for everything, but it has ruined my timeline of life. But the last time they made the series, I think that was 18 that they won it. Uh, yeah, because 19 was the Nats, and they beat the Astros. That one really stunned me. Uh, I'm going to doubt them again. I'm going to doubt the Red Sox again here. I don't think they have enough pitching to go a seven-game set. I didn't think they had enough for a five-game set, so I was wrong there. I will own that. I'll stand up and take the L there. Uh, I've been wrong on this Boston team a couple times, but I still stand firm that they just don't have deep enough pitching. I think Houston absolutely does. Their offense is a machine. Boston's is good, but not as good as Houston's. I got to go Houston here almost regardless of the price. Well, we just got a price. Astros minus okay. 155. Oh, yeah, I'm slamming that. That's slamming easy. that. That's over yeah, at MGM. Mus- music to courtesy of BetMGM. Thank you, Kelly. That's uh, music to your ears with your Houston it tickets. Is. So, 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 Paul, like, let's go ahead and, and keep that going here. So, if you like Houston in this, do you like Houston? I mean, I think we talked a little bit before the playoffs started and you were you were in on Houston. Are you still, from what you've seen so far with this team, are you still in on Houston, think that they, they end up taking this thing down? Yeah, that's been my consistent team all year. I think I started Houston Dodgers uh, w- with Gill in the morning all the way back in April or May, and I've been consistent with that. I did pivot to the Giants once the playoffs started. That was an October change, but Houston has been the mainstay in the AL, and they've been my mainstay winner. So, you know, I know it's a boring pick, and I know it's kind of a hated pick because a lot of people are are still upset with them. I, I put that, I put any of that feeling aside. I'm just trying to be right, and I think they're the right play right now. With our, the Astros, with our MSG Plus audience today, let me just talk about the Yankees and the Mets for a second. I know mm-hmm. neither are involved. Um, sure. But I'm just curious, if you looked at both franchises, where they stand right now heading into next year, who are you more bullish about? Where do you like, which do you like the current status of where they stand better? You know, I think coming into this year, I, I, I had a little bit of the, uh, can we move on from the Mets going to Mets thing? That stuff is a little tired. And then we got smacked in the face with like nine different Mets going to Mets things, things that don't seem to happen to other organizations, uh, unforced errors, things of that nature. Until they change that culture, I got to go Yankees. They're the better managed team. And I know a lot of Yankees fans right now are at the throats of Boone and Cashman. I, I really think you shouldn't be directing your ire to Cashman. He's still 
probably the best GM in the game, and it's not just because he has great resources. Plenty of GMs have failed with great resources. He knows what he's doing. He, he knows how to bring in the personnel. They need to change their personnel around. The Yankees are going to have an aggressive offseason, but I got to go with them by default right now just because the Mets always seem to Plaxico Burris themselves in one way or another. <laughs> That's a deep cut reference, but wow. uh, our older folks will get it. And I, I, I shouldn't make light of him doing that. That was obviously a really scary thing when he shot himself, but they really do shoot themselves in the foot constantly in Queens. And I, I, they can get out of their own way. So until we actually see them do that, how can we be confident that they will? Paul, who gives the, either the giants or the Dodgers uh, a bigger scare, the Braves or the, or the Brewers? I think the Brewers with that top end pitching because their offense has struggled as I highlighted earlier, but they still have an offense that can turn, turn it on. Braves offense is pretty solid itself, uh, but I don't see them they have them having a pitching staff that can really turn it up. I like Morton. I like Freed, but then Ian Anderson's shaky. We saw how Oscar Enoa wasn't even trusted to start a game. He came in in relief today. So they really die out after two teams, after two pitchers, I should say. I like the Brewers pitching quite a bit, and if their offense gets going, then they can give that NLS team all they can handle, whichever team wins that series. I th- I'm pretty sure I agree with that answer. But, uh, you know, as we watch here and then the Braves just keep hitting and Freddie Freeman goes from they really first do. to third. And it's just it's a uh, it's a dissonance between what we're watching right now. But I think in the end, I probably agree with you that uh, you'd rather play the Braves, though the Braves are looking sharp here again. Runners at the corners tie ball game with two out here in the bottom of the sixth. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk NFL power rankings. Paul, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Gentlemen, thanks for having me on. Take care. You too. Paul Spore headed down to uh, the Arizona Arizona Instructional League. Is that what he said? Fall League. Fall League. My bad. I don't know where he got instructional. We'll come back. Those NFL power rankings. This should be a, how can I put this, spirited discussion as Brandon Woodruff takes the hill for the Brewers next on VEASAN's primetime action. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. So the Brewers, courtesy of Brandon Woodruff coming out of the pen, do get out of their jam, first and third jam. So it remains 4-4 four to four at the end of 6. Live number on the Brewers, plus 105. I still have uh, the Brewers, as I know you do, for the series. Uh, I don't know if I like it. Since I already have that. If I didn't have that other bet, I would. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just yeah. I'll let this ride. I'll let this ride. Pick okay. it up, App State! I am... <laughs> You bet against Louisiana like a moron. I'm having no fun, Fun Belt. Uh, Louisiana 20, Appalachian State What's 3. What's App State's cute little nickname? It's not ooh-la-la like Louisiana's is. I believe they're the, it is not. the Mountaineers. But the Raging Cajuns is way better than ooh-la-la. Raging Cajuns, top 10 college mascot name? It's up there. It's up there. But ooh-la-la is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to need every minute of this segment, right? <laughs> yeah, we got, I, I built yes, it for two segments. We are. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, oh, I knew it could get spirited. Like, the first segment's the reveal, yes. and then the argument. And then is the, the next, argument afterwards. Uh, sure. Okay. In that case, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> Here, so I'm very, very excited about this segment. Very excited. Uh, because we have NFL power rankings. Here's how this works. Matt comes up with his top ten. I come up with my top ten. Kelly does his top ten. We submit it blindly to Kelly, and then... We reveal. Matt, you're up first, Your Honor. Yeah, so I went about mine. I will explain how we went about ours. Is if Team A were matched up against Team B on a neutral field, this is kind of how I think that this would all play out, right? And so that's kind of how I went about my 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 rankings right now. And I think with without a doubt, the Buffalo Bills are probably going to be favored against every team in the NFL right now. Okay, so that's my first question. What you think the lines will be or what you think will happen? No, like if if these if these teams played on a neutral field tomorrow, yes, te- the the team ranked above would be favored over the team below them. Oh, okay, well, that's different to me than who you think, right? Because I could because guessing the lines on it would be different to me than what I think. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> that's my that's first what, question. We, we uh, always tripped ourselves yes. up with this last year. You too. understand what I'm asking? Who right? are the yeah. ten best teams in the NFL yeah. right now? All right. 
So, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Good thing we have two segments. All right. Yeah. See, this is good. I know this is good. We won't even get through the reveal in this segment. So, uh, number one, Buffalo Bills. Number two, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Number three, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys. Number five, Los Angeles Chargers. Number six, Kansas City Chiefs. Number seven, Cleveland Browns. Number eight, Arizona Cardinals. Number nine, the Baltimore Ravens. And then number 10, the Green Bay Packers. So the Bills, I do believe, would be favored against any team in the NFL right now on a neutral field. And, you know, I think that that's... uh, And honestly, the way that they're playing, if the defense actually is as good as what we saw against the Chiefs this past week, they're the best team in the NFL. Now, does that carry over week to week to week as we continue moving forward? We shall see. But as as they are constructed right now and as they're playing right now, they're the best team in the NFL. Um, the, The Rams are, I don't think, are too far Behind them, if they're playing up to, you know, playing up to their top level, there is, we saw the kind of the one letdown game, but I think that the Rams are, are right there. Certainly the talent on both sides of the ball to get things going. We were saying as long as that Rams team could get Robert Woods going, then then they would really actually have one of those offenses we were truly scared of, and they finally did get that going, and I think that that's a, a big, big, big thing for them. The Bucs are just the Bucs. They're, they're going to be there no matter what. I mean, look, this past week we were a little bit worried about them being thin in the in the secondary with all the injuries they were battling on the defensive side of the ball. And it, you know, look, yeah, they gave up a few points, but not really. And they didn't, it didn't really matter, you know, and plus that offense is just so incredibly dynamic when all the guys are out there and Tom Brady just continues to play. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so, it is so ridiculous. 400 yards, five touchdowns. He's never done that 40, before. I know 44 years old. It's just <laughs> the stupidest thing. Um, the Cowboys. I mean, this is the biggest surprise to me. So if anyone were to ask me, Matt, what's the biggest surprise to you as you sit here and we head into week six in your in your power rank? By far, it would be the Cowboys because yeah. not only we knew they were going to have a good offense. I had no, absolutely no idea they were going to have even a competent defense, much less a really good defense. And this defense has been really good so far. And that makes this team super incredibly dangerous. Let's remember, they're doing all this right now without Michael Gallup. When he comes back, they're going to have a trio of Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup to go along with the production they're getting at the tight end position, to go along with the dual-headed monster that they have in the backfield as well. It is a scary, scary offense for them. And if that defense is even just middling, they're going to be a really, really tough out for anyone. The Chargers, a little bit of a surprise, but listen, I think that we all thought the upside was there for this Chargers team heading into the season. They're playing up to that upside right now. That defense, although there was a little bit of a chink in the armor this past week against the uh, Browns, the Browns offense is actually just really good. Like, I don't think we can knock it too, too badly here on the Charger side of things because it's just that Browns offense is really good. Chiefs coming at six. I think this is the biggest surprise for me on the teams that I actually thought were going to be good, that they would be at six here as we head into week six. But I also didn't expect one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. And they are horrible. And they can't do anything to stop the other teams. So they have to just go out there and outscore teams on a weekly basis. They give it over. They turn it over one time. It's like they're behind the eight ball at that point. So, down at six for them. Browns at seven. I think they're really balanced and, and pretty good overall. But right now, again, I'm doing this based on the teams as of today. A lot of question marks around this team with the injury situation, stuff like that. So I have them sitting at seven. Cardinals uh, at eight, nine. Baltimore Ravens, 10. Green Bay Packers. You could pretty much kind of put those in a bowl and toss them around. Yeah. And I wouldn't have too much of an argument for any one of those teams, though I do think the Cardinals as we sit right here today, are better than the Ravens and Packers. But, you know, we'll see. Cardinals in for it this week. Starting this week against the Browns, we'll really, really see what they're made of. All right. So the difference between how you did and I did it was I also did about a neutral field. 
But I just did it not based on what I thought the line would be, based on how I would bet it. And me with a heavy emphasis on coach and quarterback, which I uh, factored in greatly. Now, 11th for me was the Baltimore Ravens. The reason that I kept them out of the top 10 is because what I said at the uh, top of the telecast, which is they could just as easily be 1-4 and four as they are 4-1. and one. They could be 5-0 and oh too, but they could be 1-4, and four, so I couldn't put them in the top 10. Chiefs, they still get a spot at 2-3 and three because of Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Obviously, their defense is terrible, and that's why they can't be any higher. Same sort of applies with the Tennessee Titans, who make my top 10 at number 9. Their defense is awful, too. But what the Titans have that no other team has is this reliable Derrick Henry factor. And because of that, they are a very reliable bet to me in many, many situations. So they sneak in at 9. Then you have, and sort of like what you were saying, Matt, about, eh, you know, give or take a few spots, Green Bay Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers driven. Uh, they're at number eight. The Dallas Cowboys. Perhaps it's because of my rearing as a Washington football team fan that it goes against my very fiber to put them any higher. But they're definitely seventh uh, easily for me. That offense is phenomenal, and that defense under Dan Quinn is much better than anyone thought. Micah Parsons, uh, Trayvon Diggs, just an incredible improvement to that defense. The only thing holding them back is Mike McCarthy, and that has yet to rear its head, but that's why I can't put them any higher than seventh. Then it's Cleveland. Cleveland, if anything, being held back perhaps by Baker Mayfield, of all people, and the injuries currently coming, but I still think enough of this football team that they're number six. The Rams get in there to the top five at number five. Yeah, they had the strange bad loss to Arizona, which is why I put Arizona in front of them at number four. The difference to me between the Rams and the Cardinals is if I'm betting these teams on a neutral field, who do I trust more in the end? Kyler Murray or a new Rams offense with Matthew Stafford? And the answer is still Kyler Murray. The thought of betting against him in that situation, I can't. Arizona, to me, the only undefeated team in football, they're number four. Then it's Tom Brady at three and the Buccaneers. How can they not be high? They are. I've got Buffalo at two. And then, because I like the coach and quarterback combination better than any other one in the NFL, I have the Los Angeles Chargers as my number one power-ranked team. I know there's a lot of Chargers fans out there who be like, you got to be kidding me. Nope, I'm not. There are not a lot of situations where I don't find value on the Chargers from week to week, and I'm not so sure I don't bet them on a neutral against anybody right now. Those are mine. All Kelly. Right. All right, yeah, I'll run through my top ten. So I guess the way I did it was just, yeah, on neutral field up to this point in the season, if these teams all had to play each other right now, Who's the best? It was hard for me to stop, and I, I guess I'll start at the top, because Cardinals, you guys did not have nearly as high as I did. Get out of town. Oh, I'll wait for the, the argument Cardinals. segment next. Okay, I'll wait yeah, for the yeah, argument. You can wait for it. You I'll can wait, wait for the it. argument segment next, you know next, what? next segment. Because do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No, uh-huh. but as of right now, they're sitting here undefeated. Okay, they've beaten the Rams. Who they're I not would even have... favored this week against the Browns. How would you, what do you mean if they played on a neutral field, they'd be favored against it? I didn't say that. I think they would beat them, though. I think they would beat them. All I'm talking about is teams. All I'm talking about is what team would beat which team. Okay, and we've seen some of this play out so far. Cardinals have beaten the Rams. I think I would have had the Rams number one. But how can I sit here and say the Rams are better than the Cardinals right now when they just lost to them two weeks ago? I'm so sorry. I'm going with. I'm Car- sorry, Kelly. We're out of time. We'll have to wait. I for can't the wait till the argument segment. <laughs> Hurry up and get through this so we can argue next segment. Let's go. All right, Rams number two, and I got the Bucks number three. We all have the Bucks number three, which is kind of the most random part of this. That's interesting. Uh, Bucks number three. Bills number four. I went back and forth on where to put the Bills. But outside of the Chiefs game, 
where, honestly, I thought they were going to win anyways. They really haven't, they haven't beaten anybody much. I know that they're, they're number one DVOA football outsiders. That's great. But really, they haven't done all that much uh, uh, as far as opponent strength. I'm going to roll through this quick. Cowboys 5, Chargers 6, Browns 7, Chiefs 8, Packers 9, Ravens 10. Kind of with you guys, the 8, 9, 10, you can jumble more. We will more. allot you 90 seconds the next segment for your nonsense <laughs> to explain your nonsense. On sure. I have to yeah. say this. As different as they are, there's a lot of similarities, too. We'll get to uh, Kelly's top team momentarily on Visa's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, back on primetime action live from the South Point. Glad you could join us tonight. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. We were just going through our uh, top 10 power ranked teams in the National Football League. And again, everybody who, not everybody, but a lot of people who bet sports, and specifically the NFL, which is what we're talking about now, have their own power rankings. It informs their bets from week to week. Not everybody makes their own power rankings, but many do. And for the purposes of this exercise, it is very interesting because it sort of recalibrates your brain into sort of ranking teams in a way that you may not necessarily process on a week-to-week basis. Sort of gives you context. So, Kelly, uh, we rushed you through yours. Did you have anything else to say about yours, or is it time for yeah. Matt to ask you questions? Yeah, sure. I, I guess I'll, uh, I'll I'll finish explaining as uh, Ula Lala gets another interception, so really not looking good in the fun bet. And I got news from uh, Andy McNeil on the NH- uh, late NHL game tonight. It does look like the few players for the Kraken that could have missed because of COVID are expected to play. He said, Andy said he did take a plus of two, uh, a piece of plus two fifteen on the Kraken in that game tonight oh, against wow. the Golden Knights because uh, based off of that news. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's see. We got Bills at four, it, Cowboys baby. five, Chargers six. Gil, I'm with you on the Chargers. I just couldn't do it right now. If you want me to tell you. Where I think which teams are ticking up and which teams I think are getting better and better each week, Cowboys and Chargers are probably at the top of this list. Those are probably the two that that I can see even getting better and I would be most interested in betting on right now, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. Browns, seven. I think we all expect expect them to still be there at the end to be a good team this season. Would have expected them to be higher up in my rankings, but they've kind of let a couple of these ones go. Chiefs, that defense is horrible. Um, I almost had a problem with myself putting them at eight. The problem is if I think if I played them, uh, if we played again, played against the Packers, played again against the Ra- against again against the Ravens, I still think that offense is going to be too much for a lot of these teams to handle. Matt, shit, Matt's shaking his head. No, we're watching the baseball uh, okay. game. Oh, sorry, we, we, we're, we're multitasking. Uh, so, yeah, that, but I'm with you guys kind of on those back-end teams. Be, just to be clear, I am shaking my head at your, at your player. <laughs> as well. so, like, yeah, yeah, so, like, multitasking no, yeah, yes, shake. Yeah, there's, there, yes, that was a dual <laughs> shake right there. That was for what's going on in the baseball game and this nonsense. I would say I've got Kansas City. I, would, I have Kansas City and Green Bay kind of that tier below. So, so I, just wanna, I want an explanation from both of you guys. Be- okay, before you ask, just to explain what we were watching, yeah. the Braves led off the bottom of the seventh. Duvall was at the plate. Little routine infield pop-up. Brandon Woodruff and Ran- and Rowdy Tellez, uh, the pitcher and the first baseman, both looked, both approached the ball in the air. They both looked at each other. It dropped right between them, and Rowdy picked it up and looked at first base, and he remembered, oh, that's right, I'm the first baseman. Yeah, there's no one there. There's no one there. And then Jock Peterson proceeds to hit another ball so softly yes. that they cannot turn to. That's on it. right. And, yes. it's a, it, and it ends up being a sacrifice yes. to uh, to get Duvall to second. Okay, sorry about so, that. So, I, just, just so I, I get how you guys went about this, mm-hmm. is 
as as far as your rankings go, we're you're saying that if a team is ranked above another team in your top ten, those two teams played tomorrow out at Raider Stadium over here, mm-hmm. you would pick that team to beat that team. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if it was a pick 'em game, yes, you would pick that team to beat that team yes. tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. So you would pick the cheat. You would pick the Chargers to beat any team in the NFL. Yeah, that's right how now I feel about, them right now. about because of the Brandon Staley Justin Herbert combination. I don't find that to be an outlandish thing so, at all. So I don't think it's outlandish so at so, all. So I don't have the stones so, to go so, that for, but yeah. I don't think it's so outlandish. So you're telling either. me then, Kelly, out here in Raider Stadium, the Cardinals play the, Bills. the Raider Stadium. Tomorrow, yes, I think, and it's a pick 'em. You, you, you would bet the Cardinals, yes, based Ooh. off of what these or two. the Rams or the or uh, you would bet you'd bet them over the Rams, over the Bucks, over the Bills, over you would you would bet them straight up in a pick 'em, yes, against any of those teams. His yes. voice is getting louder. That means he's more outraged by your. He's team. more, outra- more yes. outraged by mine. He's absolutely yeah. more outraged by mine. I mean, I think both of them are ridiculous, but this is just <laughs> like, like based off of what I've seen in the first five weeks of the season. That's the only team, and I know this is an easy cop-out, so you can call me out on it, but this is the only team that's taking care of business with every game they've had to play, and they haven't played a soft schedule. Some of these other teams have played softer schedules. We're talking a team that is taking care of business on the road against the Rams. They've beaten, they've beaten the Titans on the road. They've beaten the Vikings. Whether you want to, what do you want to, whatever you want to say about the Vikings, fine. They're at least a middle-of-the-road team. They're not a horrible team. And whatever, San Francisco is still a divisional game. They got that done. I mean, yeah. the Bills, yes, they beat the Chiefs. That's fantastic. But, okay, you lost to the Steelers. You won at Miami. Congratulations. You beat the you beat the Washington football team. Yeah, and the Chargers, Man. in my defense. And the Chargers, then you beat Houston. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, and the Chargers have lost one game to the Cowboys, also on that list by three. So, I mean, I, and, and that's the thing. The schedules matter here. That's why Green Bay can't be any higher, right? Because their schedule is weak, I, too. That's the, way I, that's the way I looked at it, Yeah. Though. And honestly, the only reason I would say I, I not the only reason because I do think the I think the Cowboys personally are a little better than the Chargers, but I did go based off of hey the Cowboys beat the Chargers I I am going to put them one spot ahead yeah. of where the Chargers are at in here's, my ring. Here's the thing: the exercise is just to come up with your with your top ten. Like if, I don't have any problem with you having the Chargers at five or the Chargers at six. Just don't have the Chargers at ten, right? I agree. Just yes. like if you had the Bills at ten, I'd be like, what are you doing with the Bills yeah. at ten? None of us have that. Oh, I swear! I, I mean, I, Matt, Matt's so funny right now. I, the Bills definitely went from <laughs> it went from like they went from like one to five in my rankings and bounced back and forth. But when I went and started just sorting through it all and what I thought from what I had seen through the season so far, that's the conclusion I came up with. I think the Bills would be favored on a neutral against any team in the NFL. I'm not saying they wouldn't be. That, yeah, that's where your that's where your exercise is different than ours. Well. But also, I also think that that lends to right that they. You also mean that you also think they would beat them. That, that they're the, that they're yeah. the best team in the NFL as well. I mean, that's at least what the general thought would be, right? If they're the, if they're favored against. Right, but we're doing team. our own power rankings, not the general yeah. thought. So you and tomorrow, 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 you're betting the Chargers over the Bills. Yeah, I think I would on a pick them. I think I would. Again, the Bills, I, uh, Matt, it, I understand why you're asking us I that do. question, but like because you just watched, I mean, you just you just watched against a terrible defense. You you just you just watched the Browns go up and down the field. Like you just watched the Browns go up and down the field on, on the Chargers, right? Like and so the 
I mean, the the Browns go up and down the field in the charge. So the, you, are we are we thinking that the Bills are not going to be able to do the same? I don't are think we, the Bills are going to stop the Chargers. Either. I mean, I have the Bills in front of the Chargers. So I guess. Direct your look at that and, guy for and that question. Well, your thing's just as egregious. And I have the Bills at number two. So what are we really talking about here? Like, come on. Like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. No, no, no. I, I'm just using the Bills because yeah. that's just like, you know. The, I don't know. The me me having the only undefeated team in the NFL number one is egregious, apparently. Well, I, I mean, let's look. Let's be for real. That was not a super convincing win. Look, I needed it. Just don't get me wrong. I needed it as bad as, as as we all did or whatever, but that was definitely not a super convincing win this past week. It was a, a couple of other games. Now, the Rams win was is massive. Like, that is a super massive, humbling win for that Rams team. And that's the single most deciding factor on my top five, Matt. Was which? The Arizona that, beating the, the fact Rams. that they went in and yes. beat the Rams. That's a very anomalous kind of win. Like, that's a win that, leap, when we do this exercise, that's a win that leaps off the page where you're like, wow. Okay, even because if I didn't, if it weren't for that game, I might have, it might have been completely different. But because of that game, you kind of have to respect Arizona. You do. You but, do. but then you also look back and you go, ooh, they super struggled against the Vikings at home. And, and the, the Vikings Niners. are terrible. And then, the Niners and then if you guys remember, we walked out of here thinking they were going to lose to the Jags. And then, and then they had to come back and beat the Jacks. I don't even remember Look, that. I love, I love <laughs> I the Bills. I don't even remember that. I love yeah. Bills. I think they're the best team in the AFC. I... I got to be honest, though, Matt, I got real – it was – I think there's at least three NFC teams better than them, maybe even four. Than the who? Than the Bills. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, my. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh, that took a turn. Then you should bet some futures. For sure. <laughs> let me let me ask you one question, though. So – and I think we can all – maybe we will agree on this. Maybe we won't. Beyond – so we had to do the top ten. And as I mentioned, the Ravens were my 11. After that – it falls off a cliff. Oh, the, yeah. The top ten was a difficult, uh, assi- a difficult assignment. The uh... but like who's twi- like once you get past this ugly, group of quick. teams, it gets ugly quick. Because like then it's what New Orleans, it's like Carolina or somebody. Then it really I mean, gets Orleans, weird. I guess I was a little surprised to see New Orleans not like ten on any of ours. Mm, no. Just because you know so many of the so many no. of the analytic websites that have them ranked high, but there, so there were so like and and I actually had a little good friend of ours, Eric Eager, who comes on the show. Like I actually had a little little Twitter exchange with him today mm-hmm. um, because of because of pow, Pro Football Focus's power rankings, which oh. I think are completely absurd. And you what know I theirs? love Pro Football. What were theirs? Chargers are fourteenth yeah, in theirs. I think wow. they're absurd too. Yeah, like and I and I so I said I and I said to him, you know, I was like, hey, Eric. What's up with this? You know, like because New Orleans is ahead of them, Seattle is ahead of them. Yeah, the 49ers are ahead of them in these power rankings, and it's like, well, there's a lot of priors involved. And I'm like, see, that's where. Yeah, and, yeah. And we'll talk to Drew later. Drew relies a lot on his priors and stuff. And like, I have Aaron shots from Football Outsiders on a numbers game tomorrow morning. And, and, and yeah. I'm just kind of like, at some point, don't you got to abandon your priors? If Drew it's and just I so talked about that off. this morning. Like, Drew and I talked about priors, so we'll, we'll get into that yeah. with him at the top of the hour. Yeah, because that's how handicappers by priors. What Matt means is they'll use their preseason evaluation and it'll bleed into the current season. We've kind of sloughed ours off. We'll come back. More on football, more on baseball. It is VEASAN's Primetime Action. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always a pleasure to have Brent Musburger intro us, the godfather, right here on primetime action. On a, what is it, a Tuesday night? Yeah, it's a Tuesday night. Tuesday here. night. Yeah, it, feel, the, it feels like a maybe a Wednesday, a spirited discussion, almost like a Thursday night in here or something. Quick reminder. Get touchdown. In the, no, wait, no, no, not <laughs> touchdown. Interception. <laughs> <laughs> Quick reminder. Get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll go down on October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now. 
to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who'll be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Still 20-3. to 3. Louisiana. We still tied up four to four here in the Brewers and the Braves right now. Minus 160 on the Braves, plus 130 on the Brewers. So we are, we've seen a couple of hits since they got to four to four, but nothing, uh, nothing threatening. Possible elimination game already. The White Sox were eliminated this morning by the Astros last night. In case you missed it, the Red Sox were eliminated by the Rays. So the ALCS already set with the uh, Astros, a minus 155 favorite over the Red Sox. In the American League Championship Series, right now the Braves trying to close out the Brewers in four. Tonight, the Giants will try to close out the Dodgers in four. That is exciting. How about your live World Series odds? Oh, Astro, Astros plus 190, mm-hmm. Giants plus 330, mm-hmm. Red Sox plus 380, mm-hmm. Dodgers 5-1, to one, Braves 6-1, to one, Brewers 14-1. to one. And all of that has to do with their current status. Obviously, the the Astros and Red Sox threw none of the other four in the National League through yet, but obviously two to one um, series scores in those. There is tennis tonight at Indian Wells, the de facto fifth major of tennis. These hard courts have been slower than typical hard courts, uh, slower than, say, the U.S. Open. So it has affected the numbers to some degree. Hope you got on it on the two winners last night on primetime action. Hope you, uh, well, actually, if you listen to a numbers game this morning, you wouldn't have gotten the uh, first winner's day here on this show. But we do have two more plays tonight, and they are massive dogs uh, on the ladies' side. On the men's side, Gael Monfi taking on Kevin Anderson. Uh, I would probably put Monfi in a parlay. Kevin Anderson is a big server, the South African. If his serve is good, uh-oh. But if his serve is not, Monfi is the better player. Then uh, Fabio Fanini, the Italian against Stefanos Tsitsipas. Um, Tsitsipas, a prohibitive favorite there. And then uh, Christian Green against Alex Dimonor. That should be a very competitive match, and the line reflects that. Women's singles, Kerber against Tamjanovic. That will be a competitive match tonight as well. Kerber is really having herself a good hardcore season. But then the ones that I am on, in case you missed it earlier, and these are later tonight. Beatriz Sadad Maia, Brazilian, against Annette Contivate. Adad Maya is a plus 360 price here. There is no way she should be that big of a dog, nor should Anna Kalinskaya at 4-1 to one against the very, very good Anjabur. But again, these are based on hardcore data. I, uh, I crunch it all the time. It's what has made tennis a betting, a beautiful betting experience for me, for all those who have uh, followed on a numbers game and on this show. I just don't think those prices are right. Those hardcore data is comparable in both of those matches, so I'm taking the plus 360. I'm taking the plus 400. Actually, I'm at different prices earlier, but those prices are still available. I would not be upset if you said, you know, I don't have the stomach for the outright gill. How about plus five and a half games for both of those gals? I would say, yes, go ahead and do that as well. How about I'm just going to put in a 100 American dollar parlay on both of them <laughs> Are you? to win 2,320 American dollars. Let me tell you something. You, we should say you already made a bet on the Kraken. Yes, Kraken. That's just based off Andy McNeil. Do not do not think I know anything about hockey. So, like, I, I hey, Matt, I have a question. Do you know anything about hockey? I do. I do nothing about the hockey. Clearly, I don't know anything about <laughs> the, the fun hockey. Belt, so. no, nothing about the hockey. But Andy McNeil said this COVID news went in favor of the Kraken, and so the Kraken it is a plus two. So we have a Kraken plus two twenty. We have Hadad Maya at plus three sixty. We have Colin Sky at four to one. And as I always like to say with a Colin Sky match. You should really watch this tennis. I'm match. going with a plus 370 and a plus 415 number that I'm there getting you go. here. Even better. 100 American dollar parlay 
for $2,320.50. If I lose, Gil, you owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> and if you win? And if you win, <laughs> what if you, you win? Me? If I win, I owe you $250. Oh. There we go. You don't have to give me anything. Just your appreciation. Well, we're acquiring all I my care about. We're acquiring my Just Hot dogs on that brand. Yes. How much are these hot dogs that has at the studio? One twenty-five. People should know that when they built this studio in the uh, year 2017, there was a hot dog stand here at the South Point uh, Hotel Casino. And the biggest, they had actual meetings here at the South Point because the hot dog stand was so popular, literally moving it eight feet to the left. It was like a massive thing, worry, a source of concern. But yeah, more important than all the slot machines we cleared cleared out of the way to put the studio in here. By far. The lovely South Point Hotel Casino. By the way, guys, are you guys betting CJ Cup this week? Are you guys doing that at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't dug into it much at, uh, at all yet, Matt. I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be betting it a, li- a little bit lightly, lightly, like the uh, just over here making money. That line moved from that move line from three seventy to three eighty five. Uh, I'm just making money over here. Wait, yeah, everyone knows when you get the better odds, you're making money. Then, uh, right, Ooh, Wait, what just happened there? It went, <laughs> it went the other way. Yeah, Maya went from three sixty to uh, to I mean from three seventy to uh, three eighty five. Doesn't even so. matter if it wins. I'm so, making money. So what you're saying is they respected your bet so much that they moved it even the other way. No, no, no. I was trying to put it in, and it said, oh, hey, oh, the line moved. Yeah. Do you want this better line? I'm like, I absolutely do want this well, better we line. Well, have, we have finally gotten to the point on the numbers game where we are affecting. I'm not saying. I'm just going to use the word affecting. We are affecting some numbers at offshores. We went to we went from 100 American to win 2250 from to 100 American to win 2397. May it happen. Twenty-three ninety-seven. That's already in the account. Interesting that you didn't go with the three-legger and put the Kraken in there as well to Sorry. really go nuts. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the cross-sport parlays like the like Kelly Bidlin does. Kelly with the college. The college football is not going to allow you to get to the Dodgers. It doesn't appear anyway. Twenty to three, Louisiana over App State. So CJ Cup, are you guys attending that this week? Or are you just betting it or uh, neither? Probably not. I don't know. Man, I might have to talk about that a bit more. Yeah, I might have to. Maybe Saturday. Have, maybe, maybe. I don't have, have time get, before then. Might have to get out there, you know, and go go check it out, see what that course looks like and all that. Yeah, I'll I'll have a couple of looks at it. The problem is, is again, it's just, it's these, no course history whatsoever. We right. don't have any idea. Like, again, there are varying motivations when people play in Vegas and, and come and to Vegas gonna and see, do different things. You're going to see everybody bet Colin Morikawa and Maverick McNeely because mm-hmm. it's their home course. And I'm not even saying that's necessarily wrong, but right. uh, you're going to see everybody do it. I'm just giving you a heads up now. Aren't the scores supposed to be like minus 30 by the end? They're going to go real low. Yeah, yeah they're going to go real low. It's I, playing pretty short, apparently. They're going to play it real pretty short. And all, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different. And plus, like I said, I mean, it's just – I think a lot of these guys accepted to play in this because it's a shorter field. It is a course I've never seen before, and they get to come to Vegas and hang out and you know do all the fun stuff that the old comes hand. along with with Vegas. We call it the Vegas flu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is an individual sport where you can't have anyone pick it up for you either. So it's like a good you, point. Yeah, you go out there and yeah, your caddy kid hit the, that yeah, second yeah. shot. <laughs> you, you go out there and you're feeling it from the night before. It's just going to be a bad round. So. Josh Hader in for the Brewers now in the bottom of the eighth. Their closer uh, in the no time like the present when your back is against the wall. Pick whatever sports cliche in the must-win situation here with a game tied at four apiece. That's what the Giants did. And we'll get to the Giants-Dodgers discussion in a bit, or at least uh, I'll give you the preview of that game. But the that's what the Giants did so well yesterday. That's what Gabe Kapler understands so well. And I'm so happy for Gabe Kapler, who got so much ridicule 
when he started as the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, from a lot of people on this network, by the way, too, who were ridiculing his analytics approach, he gets it. He get he got it that last night in a one to nothing game. Forget about popular convention. Uh, let's put in your setup man, Tyler Rogers, early. Let's put in your closer, your de facto closer, Jake McGee, in the highest leverage situation, which was in the seventh. That resulted in a spectacular Brandon Crawford stab of a line drive from Mookie Betts that uh, that uh, preserved the one to nothing lead. And then put in Doval, the kid who has just been unbelievable for the Giants. He ends up getting the last six outs. That's what baseball teams ought to do. The construct of putting in your closer in the ninth, no matter what. Uh, many a manager has gone by the wayside doing that. Buck Showalter still waiting to put in uh, Zach Britton in that last Orioles yeah. playoff game in Toronto. But here they got Hater going in the top in the uh, bottom of the eighth, and he fans uh, the first batter he faces. So that's what's going on there. But still four to four, as you said. This is. It's getting very tight there in Atlanta. Again, Atlanta trying to close them out. Milwaukee trying to force a game five. You had the, Milwaukee on the series was your only series, Ben? Yeah. In yep. this round. I had Tampa Bay on the series. I lost that, but the Giants win yesterday made up for that. So, yeah. Do you think you will bet? Because you have the Astros futures. Do you think you will I'm, bet the series? I'm the probably champ- done. You're done. I'm probably done. I, I, I stand to make out fairly well if they advance. So, I'm just going to. The man that, is done. Just let that let that go. All right, coming up, we'll talk to Drew Dinsick from uh, both the NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast and the Deep Dive podcast, both football-focused this time of year. We will talk to him about his power rankings, see where his fall. Uh, you and him were up on a play this week, I believe? We were. We were. We Matt, were. Matt may want to bring that up. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, and a little later on, we'll look at uh, we'll look at some markets that we looked at earlier in the season, namely... Uh, the last winless team in the National Football League. We have the last undefeated. Anyone who had the Cardinals cash there. Last winless is a mano a mano between the Lions and the Jaguars. We'll do that and more. Vsin's primetime action. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. 
Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.